My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today my guest is Vicki Wu from Vicki Wu Marketing. She is a marketing wizard and guru that helps uh, businesses grow to seven figures and beyond, but it's not in the way you might think. Uh, it's important for Vicki um, to help people know that they can listen to their intuition and do growth in a way that's right for them, because that's what she's experienced. And I think that's a really important point, especially for our entrepreneurs out there, that when you are growing and you're working with people that, that help you, a lot of times they're going to push you to grow beyond your limits, to grow beyond what feels right to you. And if that's happening, especially for us intuitive women, it's not going to work. So <laughs> our title today is how codependency could ne be negatively affecting your success, whether that be, you know, giving in to people who think they know better than you, or just simply doing more um, to get farther when it doesn't feel right. So welcome, Vicki. I uh, hope I did your introduction justice, and uh, thank you for being here today. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great, and I think you introduced me perfectly. Awesome. Very good. So you're coming to, to us today from Houston, Texas, um, right across the, the states from me. Um, so let, tell us a little bit about what you do as a marketing um, consultant, coach, and how you help uh, people and what, like primarily who you help and how you help them get to that next level. I have a lot of experience in marketing. I've been doing marketing for 30 years. So I have seen how some of the trends have changed, such as adding digital marketing. Social media was not a thing when I started marketing, but I've also seen those things that remain the same and remain consistent, tried and true and tested. I've had the luxury of working with Fortune 500 brands, you know, big names you will recognize, Dallas Cowboys, American Airlines, Southwest Airlines, Nokia. And I've seen how the guys with really deep pockets do it. But I also know that entrepreneurs don't have access to those deep pockets and they can buy marketing talent and American airlines has like a whole floor of their headquarters with marketers. It's filled with people. One guy does nothing but run a report. <laughs> Fun job. I, I can't do that in my business. <laughs> if I only ran one report, none of my clients would be getting any service, <laughs> but I've taken some of their best practices and knowledge and now that's what I share with entrepreneurs. They don't have the access to those deep pockets and that level of knowledge. And I'm bringing that to them. And one of the things I've noticed after working with thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of entrepreneurs over the years is that 
there's so much knowledge out there and you don't know what's good knowledge and what's bad knowledge. And like you said, sometimes people are pushing you, you must do this and you must do that. Well, that's not always true. There's a few things you really do need to do, but all the rest of it is really doing what's right for you. And I always tell the entrepreneurs, start anywhere. Do anything, even if, yeah, if it's what somebody's telling you, you must do. If it doesn't quite feel right, but do anything at the beginning. You've got to get some momentum going. Yet there comes a time when an entrepreneur wants to grow from, you know, four figures a month to a six-figure year, and then going from a six-figure year to a seven-figure year, million-dollar mark, and then going from that to the next level. And each of those will require some different marketing. And so what I do is I help the entrepreneurs set their processes and systems and their marketing strategies and everything up right from the beginning so that they're able to do that growth. Because what happens too many times is all those things people are telling you you must do are based upon the lower business levels. And so your thinking has to change to get to that next level. And so I primarily work with, I have two categories. I have the solo entrepreneurs. They may have a VA helping them do something in their business or you know personal admin type. I also then work with the entrepreneurs that are ready for that next level that probably have four, five, six, either full-time or outsourced people on board and a wide range of <laughs> excuse me <laughs> allergies in Houston today <laughs> bless you a wide range of either do it yourself which i know a lot of entrepreneurs need to start there done with you where you're doing some of it but you have strategy and direction and then done for you and so I love working with entrepreneurs. I love helping other people's businesses succeed. I celebrate right along with all the entrepreneurs when they hit whatever next level and goal that they have. That's great. That means you're doing the right thing when it brings you joy too. And you see those wins, you know, that's, I think that's when we find our niche and, and our, you know, where we're supposed to be serving when we, our heart delights at the success that we see. I think yes. that's a beautiful thing. And so tell me a little bit more about how um, you, you mentioned gut feelings um, for you is there unwritten rules for your business. Tell me more about that and how that, how that works for you and how you apply it. Because I know a lot of people out there listening would, would be interested in that. Definitely. And they are unwritten rules, yet I've found over time that sometimes I do actually need to make them written rules. <laughs> and that helps the wrong client self deselect. And that concept I actually learned Disney has a leadership institute. And they talk a lot about that. Not everybody's right working at Disney, putting on a costume, you know, acting basically all day in a Disney park. And so to help the people that wouldn't be right for that position, weed themselves out and save time on both sides they do a lot of their selection process around that. 
And so some of my unwritten rules over time have actually become written. And I put it into some of the, not, not in the original marketing, you know, the first thing people see maybe, but once people get along to the point of, oh, I think I need help. And is Vicky the right one for me? Some of those rules are mixed in with that because I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. But I've learned that sometimes I have a, a gut feeling about either a marketing strategy that I'm considering. And I test all of them, even if I think they're not right for me, I still test them. So I know if I can recommend that it might be right for someone else and it's worth pursuing, or it could be a client that I'm considering working with. And I've learned over the years when I have not listened to my gut and something's been telling me this may not be the right fit it turns out to be completely correct. Mm -hmm. So you have to do some self-reflection and allow yourself to listen to your gut, first of all, and then do that self-reflection. Okay, what are times that my gut has told me either with a client or a marketing strategy or really anything related to your business, your pricing, your location, do you do it online? Do you do brick and mortar? All of those things. If your gut is telling you something, our brain, I, I'm fascinated by our brain, <laughs> has such capacity to store information. Mm-hmm. And it can often pick up on similarities to things that have happened in the past that we're not consciously picking up on so quick. And that's really what your gut feeling and your intuition is all about. It's your subconscious picking up on something that you may not even be aware of yet because Mm -hmm. it processes at the speed of light. And we're a little bit slower to (laughs) be like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. And that gut intuition can, it's never steered me wrong. It's only been when I haven't listened to it that I've steered wrong. And luckily, nothing major and catastrophic if yeah. I've ignored it. That's but a good thing. <laughs> sometimes, you know, you're, you're talking to a client and we all want to think, oh, I would never tell a prospective client no. But if they're not the right fit for me, I also won't be the right fit for them. And therefore, they're not going to feel good about what I've delivered or maybe the marketing strategy won't be quite, quite right, whatever it is. And so, I've had a couple of clients over the years that at the beginning, something didn't feel right. And those ended up being the clients that either they were super high maintenance and very needy, well beyond the scope of the project. And, you know, I always tell people, okay, you'll get two meetings a month, say in this package. And I always give more than the bare minimum promised, but like these people would need a meeting every day. And it's like, that's not the scope. Mm -hmm. Or there was one that something was telling me their business may not be on the complete up and up. And I Mm. won't really go into all the details, but I I blessed and released. That's what Mm -hmm. I call it. Blessed (laughs) and released because 
there, there, there were a lot of red flags once I got into working with them over the course of the first month that let me think I do not, if they are doing something illegal, which all these red flags are making me think may be the case. I don't want any involvement in that. So, and, and I've had something as simple as, um, a client who I refuse to use copyrighted image in their work. They're Mm -hmm. like, I want to use this image. And I'm like, okay, great. Did you purchase it? Because I could tell they like just did a screenshot (laughs) because it had all the extra stuff around it. And, um, they're like, I understand copyright. You don't need to worry about it. And I'm like, no, because the person doing the work can get in legal trouble also. And I don't want someone stealing my copyrighted info and I don't want to steal someone else's. And so we had a conversation about, you know, you're, and and I I was not an employee. I wouldn't have done it if I was an employee either. I was contracted. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't require me to do something illegal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My, my partner is, uh, he does uh, motion graphics for commercials and things like that. And that's one thing he's had to do for a couple of people. Like you can't use that logo. If you just bought the business from someone, you need to create your own logo, you know, and things like this, like simple things people might not realize is a big deal. Sometimes it is they're they're trying to cheat the system. And sometimes it, and sometimes sometimes they just just don't don't understand, but But those are the types of things I've turned into written rules. That's awesome. And, and that's, you know, what I'm hearing is that's the way that you have transcended your own uh, people pleasing habits, because not only would the desire to grow your own business cause you to say yes to things that weren't good for your spirit, because that would have been stressful, maybe bad for your material life. Cause you could have, you know, gotten in legal trouble or, you know, spent too much of your time on this client that needed too much. So that's a really great way to even illustrate like how, how we have to listen to that little inner nudge if it doesn't feel right, because we're going to put ourselves in a world of pain for a few bucks and it's not, right. it's not worth it. It's and I worth it. was a notorious people pleaser the, the whole time growing up when I was a child. And there've been some lessons that have taught me over the years that you know, it's, it's okay to please people, but I have to please and protect myself first. Yes. There's a line. There's a line between being a caring and compassionate and, you know, open person and giving. And then when you give too much, I think, you know, for those who really identify with that word codependency, sometimes it's, you know, intuitive and spiritual women tend towards like just a little bit to giving, you know, or they want to be giving, they want to be open-hearted. We live with this open heart, right? But it's, it's a matter of seeing when it becomes an addiction and giving of yourself is then causing you to suffer, but you can't stop yourself from doing it. It's like, and you're not receiving. Yes. Which is my next question for you. Actually, (laughs) you, you said one of your greatest successes is learning to ask flat out for what you want and what you need. So how has that shown up for your business and your personal life in terms of just cutting the BS? What does Vicki want? What does Vicki need? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, since we're recording this near the holidays, near Christmas, my, my past relationships, so we're going to go personal for a second, were, were not, it, it was me giving and there was no giving back. And those are the reasons why 
those relationships don't exist anymore. But when I met my current husband and we've been married for 10 years now, congratulations, I was, I was still kind of stuck in that. I can't ask for anything partially because I'd grown up a people pleaser partially because when I had asked those people in the past, I never received it anyway. And so I'd kind of learned over the years, you know, you train yourself, well, don't even bother. Mm-hmm. But I had to kind of retrain myself because my husband will say, what do you want for Christmas? And in the past, it's like, well, first of all, I don't even know because I hadn't thought of what I wanted someone else to give me for Christmas for so long that you, you just get out of the habit. Mm-hmm. And if I learned, if I didn't give him ideas, I'd get something, some, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, this is great. I wouldn't have thought of it. And sometimes I'm like, what, what? (laughs) (laughs) And so I've learned that I'll just ask like my past birthday, he said, what do you want for your birthday? And my tablet, my iPad was an old version that I couldn't even update anymore. And I use it a lot for work when it functions. And so I'm like, you know, I really need a new iPad. And he's like, oh, okay. So he went, he bought me a new iPad and I'm, you know, it's like, and he was so excited to give me something that I wanted. I think that's a piece that if you're stuck in kind of that people pleasing and not asking you, you miss, you miss giving that other person the joy of pleasing you. Yes. And so I've had to learn that over time. And the other thing I see a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck into this, which is why I want to bring it up. The not asking for help, either the entrepreneur thinks, especially related to their marketing, because that's what I do. I, I give general business advice as well, but mostly marketing. They won't ask for help with their marketing or hire someone to help with their marketing because they're like, no one else is going to sound like me. No one else is going to say it just the way I want it. No one else is going to pick the image just like I want. And so, so they don't ask for help. They don't hire help. They don't hire someone like us and my team to help do their social media, for example. And one of the things I know is that to succeed to that seven figure mark and we're, you know, we're taking those baby steps along the way. You have to have that help. At some point, I always say your zone of genius in your business probably isn't marketing unless you're running a marketing agency. Yeah, you'd be a marketer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so you, your time is precious. It is your most precious resource. And you don't need to be spending that time on something that is not your zone of genius when it's something that you can easily outsource. And one of the best exercises that an entrepreneur can go through is to figure out how they want that brand voice, brand communication to happen so that they can outsource it to someone else and get that help. Mm -hmm. And so either asking for help from a group of peers, joining a, a networking mastermind, joining a Facebook group, just to kind of see what other people are talking about and just the joint, you know, brain power. 
that minimum level of help or actually hiring help in places so that you can do your zone of genius. That is one of the best things you can do. And I have never had a client say, wow, I wish I would have waited six months or a year to hire you. Constantly across the board, every entrepreneur says, I wish I would have had this help sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that for sure. Yeah, And it's just being open to the ask, open to asking. The worst, the worst thing that can happen is someone says no, and you're right where you were anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. You're not going backwards. Mm-hmm. Well, and on that point, because it sounds like you, you do know what you're doing and you have a lot of success for people and create, you know, co-create that with them. But, you know, you mentioned before our call today that you deal with some imposter syndrome sometime. So tell me a little bit more about that. You know, as I, as I told you, I'd love to get personal, you know, at the, the level that you're at and how you help other entrepreneurs rise up at this point. What's that like and how does it occur for you? And, and how does it maybe get you back into unhealthy habits? Like I said, every, everything related to how our brain works kind of fascinates me. And there's this philosophy called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Mm-hmm. And basically it says, it's like a bell curve. When you first learn about something new, say you first learn about marketing and you're excited and you're reading a lot and researching and learning. And so your knowledge starts to increase. And it's at that point that people don't know what they don't know. And so there's that point in the Dunning-Kruger effect where people think they're an expert when they really aren't yet because they don't know what they don't know. And then it keeps going to, as you learn more and you get to the point of what most people would consider expertise, such as, you know, in my brain, I know I'm an expert. I've been doing this for 30 years. I've worked all different spectrums of industries and client sizes and everything, but I still get that nagging feeling because you reach a level where you learn and understand that you don't know it all and you, you know what you don't know. And that's (laughs) the point that imposter syndrome most likely hits because you're like, even though I'm an expert, I know that there are things I don't know. And things probably that I don't want to know, things that aren't my zone of genius related to marketing, where I bring on a team that is an expert. And so you don't, for the most part, what they say, they're much smarter on this than I am, but you don't have imposter syndrome if you haven't reached the level of expertise to understand that you don't know everything. (laughs) So kind of the only people with imposter syndrome are the experts which is annoying, (laughs) but yes, I still, I still suffer from that. You know, I'll look at, for example, someone will say, oh, I took one class on Facebook marketing, you know, a class that not run by Facebook, but 
by somebody I've never heard of. I took a class three weeks on Facebook marketing and I'm opening an agency now and I'm a marketing agency and, you know, woohoo. And I'm like, you know, part of me is always gung ho good for you. Like let's promote entrepreneurship and support everyone else. And together we all rise, you know, one boat floats out, they all float. And then the other part of me is like, wait a second. I've been doing this 30 years and I know that you don't know all of this about Facebook marketing. Right. And so I, I know that I still have the imposter syndrome and I know that they don't have it because they're not at that level of expertise yet to realize that they don't know what they don't know. So the one thing I will say to any of your audience who ever experiences imposter syndrome, and this is how I try to help myself get past it, is that only experts get it. So if you've got imposter syndrome, it means you're an expert and it's okay to have it and just let yourself feel it and then kick it to the curb. Tell, tell it I'm an expert, go away and move forward. And the more you do that, the less often that imposter syndrome will you know, rear its ugly head. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Wonderful words, uh, wonderful words of wisdom. And just for, for your personal journey, I drew a few cards as I do for all my guests. So if you don't mind me sharing that right now, you bet. I want, I, I'm interested to see. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, well, it seems like lately, um, it's, there's something about receiving, receiving praise in a bigger way than you have before. And I feel that it's based on a dream, a vision board, something that you would have created not too long ago, or maybe that you have now. And it reminds me of when you are working hard for a very long time and you're ready to be recognized for all the, all the hard work. And it's like, okay, I know that I've gotten to that level. Where's, you know, where's the recognition. Um, And I don't know if you tried for something in the last year, and kind of came up against an old negative mindset. Um, but that seems to have kind of reinforced this desire that maybe it's um, on a spiritual level. We'll talk about that because, you know, personally and psychologically, there's that's there or professionally and psychologically, that's one conversation, but spiritually, it feels like this kind of having this personal power in this self-validation is so important for you in this lifetime that you don't need it from others. And it's like, you can be the, the, uh, queen walking around in the invisibility quote, the cloak and you're helping people and you're, you're using your magic, but nobody, you know, nobody in the, the big name world maybe would point to you first, but you, you know, that you've helped a lot of people. Does that make sense? Like it's kind of under the radar that you do that you do your work and it, it's actually part of your superpower that you're not out there in a big way. I do believe that for, for businesses like mine, where I'm helping another business succeed and even for my own marketing, it's important to showcase the fact that they're succeeding, not as much as showcasing the fact that I'm succeeding because if you think about it, would you rather hire a marketer that's all the time like, ooh, I'm awesome, I'm great, I just did this and million and billion and 10,000 people? Or would you rather hire a marketer who's saying, here's the clients I've helped, 
and they've, you know, had 10,000 customers and they reached a million dollars in all of this. So part of it is that I understand that marketers always are help supporting someone else. And I believe that in my marketing, that's what I need to showcase and what I do showcase. But I want to tell you something interesting that's related. You said the word queen. So this past year, I, my father passed away this year. And while he was sick, I was doing some like genealogy research and things through uh, genie.com and ended up being able to connect and look really far back at like all of these interesting people from the first one I found was like from, I think in 900 AD was a king in, it was upper and lower Burgundy, which is part of France and Switzerland. And I'm like, it's just fascinating to me that there's records, you know, Mm -hmm. in 900 AD, there were records and the people were tracked well enough that it can flow all the way down to me. Yeah. And so I, I reset, I'm like, well, that's interesting. That's a King. Like, so I started typing in like King and Queen and like Duke and like all these, you know, royalty names. And it turns out that I'm really related to now King Charles, but it came up, you know, Queen Elizabeth, 12th cousin. And I'm like, well, that's so cool that like, (laughs) I'm literally royalty. Yeah. A bunch of people (laughs) in the world would have to like renounce the throne or something. I don't know. (laughs) And I I told my kids and I'm like, y'all could actually be king and the middle child. I'm like, well, in your case, you'd have to also like make your brother's denounce the throne. He's like, I got it. I'm good. (laughs) But something about that way back in my past, there was a guy I dated that his parents didn't like me. And he was like, well, maybe if you were like related to royalty or something, you know, something that, that came up Hmm. and those little type of things, Stick in your brain, even if you don't realize it, you know, we talked about the whole subconscious and intuition and those kind of things stick in there too. And I didn't realize that it had kind of hung around until I found this out. And then I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. I am related to royalty. That's right. And (laughs) it's an aha moment. You know, it feels like it's definitely a big aha moment for you and, and something that can boost your sense of self-worth. And, and get rid of, of some of the old negative self-talk. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Just because you don't, you know, have queen on your forehead or, you know, your direct relation doesn't mean you don't still have the right to that kind of respect. So definitely it's, it's all about for you, uh, letting go claiming. of the old, yeah. Claiming letting it, letting go of the old and claiming the new. Yes. Claiming, claiming that and, and keeping an eye on where you're going instead of, instead of going backwards to try to figure out what went wrong in any kind of situation, whether it's work or personal, because um, your biggest obstacle in some of this is when you hit this similar situations that kind of bring back that negative self-talk, you are being asked to make a different choice and define yourself differently and lead the charge on that. So not to look outside yourself for that validation. It's more knowing that you're receiving guidance from your higher power or from that subconscious place of your higher self 
and that that's all you really need to go forward. So feeling more at peace, you know, more at peace on your path with that. Um, and going forward, uh, it feels like a little more grounding is needed, um, in terms of your, your plans. Um, and I, it does feel like business work-life balance and business vision. It's like set it and then yeah, claim it and then do it <laughs> because you can have that dream of, I don't know if you want to work a little less or four day work week or like outsource some things and kind of go to the next level yourself. It is time coming up. And the only fear I can see is that you're not familiar with that space of delegating as much. And it's going well, to I be- delegate really well. You do? Well, yeah, because what, I was a CMO okay. for years. What's, so I ran big departments and I had to delegate. What's that? Yes, you're, you're exactly your right on the, the timing and the growth and the moving forward. Like I am deep in that at the moment. Got it. And, yes. and just for you and cause you're the face of your business. If you take a little bit more steps back to where you can enjoy your personal life a little bit more, that's kind of what I mean. Maybe delegate was the wrong word, but like trusting, you know, yeah. that to keep moving on. Um, and it is going to be a, a lesson in, in perspective and just trusting definitely trust is a big part of it and getting comfortable with uncertainty, but also just claiming your space, uh, again, as, as a leader, but the leader of your own thing, because I feel like when, when you're in service to another company or a service to others, you're really great, but it's like, go ahead and say, yes, I am the queen. <laughs> you know, I do. I, I do success. still struggle with that. And yes, <laughs> yeah. Some of the big well-known names in marketing that if I told you, you'd be like, yeah, I've heard that name. You know, I'm like, I've actually got more experience than them. Mm -hmm. But yet I, the imposter syndrome pops up still. It doesn't as much now. Good. Yeah. And it's still like, no, I've, I'm, it's okay. If I tell people I'm an expert. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm the queen of marketing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm rising again. I love it. Well, good. So thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and allowing me to to share a little bit of mine. Um, So when people are looking for you online, where can they find you if they'd like to learn more? I am on all of the social media platforms. So you, you could search me there, but the best place to go and connect with me and with all of that would be my website, which is vickywoo.marketing. And my name is spelled probably different than you're going to spell it. It's V-I-C-K-Y-W-U, vickywoo.marketing. And you can connect with me. You can ask questions and you can find all my social media and really get information in the way that you like to receive it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vicki. Appreciate you being here today. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed talking about this with you. Oh, you're so welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my empower your life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, 
Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.